Today I'm going to talk to you about Moses. I just loved Moses, apart from his name. I'd have called him John, but, well, they still hadn't invented the letter J. And just how do you say his name? Moses? Moses? Mozzies? Doesn't matter much. It was like me. Many ways to say his name, but the same guy for sure. Lost child. Royal family, oppressed people, hallucinatory visions, natural catastrophes, an immense sea parting in two, as well as a golden calf. Did I mention that I love calves? This is the most thrilling story in the whole book. He was really a fantastic guy, and when I compare what he did to the small number of things my own son managed, I'm totally jealous. And if I was Catholic, I'd be a bit envious. And watch out, that's a capital sin. That being said... The Jews are a bit like people who liked the original Star Wars trilogy, and Christians like people who also liked the second trilogy. And I'm George Lucas, and well, me, you know, as long as people go to the cinema. In any case, don't beat yourselves up over which bit of the Bible is best. It's not worth it. Let's get back to Moses. I must have said something like, grow and prosper and go on cruises on the Nile. I come back, and 200 years later... Egypt is in crisis. All of Abraham's descendants are there, and there's more than a few of them. And the pharaoh has already passed the stage of, we need controlled immigration. There are no-go areas in Thebes, or Egypt, love it or leave it. People were in terror of the theory of the Great Replacement. Pharaoh, panicked by the Great Replacement, decided simply to send out Order 66 and kill newborn Hebrew children. I panicked too and went down upon the earth, knocked on the first Hebrew door I found and said, Good day, madam, I'm God, and I'm here to warn you that the pharaoh is going to kill your child. She said, Yes, to me, and closed the door. I went on to the next, etc. It went quite quickly, but after a while, I realised that no one was doing anything. They thought I was a loony. I had to do something different. I went back to the last house, took the baby and ran off with it, followed by the big sister yelling, Kidnapping! I explained to her while I was running, Not at all! I'm saving the baby! I got to the Nile, out of breath. Well, I wasn't going to walk on the water because I was there incognito. And the kid caught up with me, gave me a hard punch in the stomach. I dropped the baby, who bounced off a crocodile, then fell into a drifting basket. Well, really, wasn't that the luckiest baby on earth? Well, at that very moment, the soldiers started to kill the babies in the village. I won't describe the screaming, and I said to the big sister again, You see now that I wanted to save him? She slapped me. She had a lot of energy. I said, That's what you say, old guy, and ran off along the bank after the basket. I said to myself that it hadn't been a great day, and I went off, noting in my bullet journal that I needed to do more exercise. You remember that? Super lucky baby. The basket washed up in the bit of river that went past the royal palace, and the family of Pharaoh thought it was adorable. They kept the baby and called him Moses. This is just too lucky. If I had been one of Moses' friends, I would have been really jealous. Well, <laughs> I'd also have been dead, killed by one of Pharaoh's guards, which is even worse. I open the Bible. 
Moses was raised by the royal family in opulence, and then one day he left the palace and saw that life outside was a lot less joyful. He had a revelation and went off to exile, to live in poverty with shepherds. Does this remind you of something? That's exactly the same as the story of Buddha, and that's what I call plagiarism. Thumbs down for Asia. Hmm? In minus 300, you copy the Moses story with your Buddha, and 2,000 years later, you're faking Vuitton handbags. Later, Moses had a message from God in a burning bush. Buddha was illuminated under the sacred fig tree. Bush, fig tree, burning, illuminate, plagiary. Let's go back to that burning bush. Why a bush? Why burning? I'd say that I'm an artist. I wanted to bring to mind the current bush of the Garden of Eden that was reborn, like a phoenix, like sons of Adam and Eve. Look at the current bush come back to life. If you return, I will forgive everything. But over time, the current bush had mysteriously turned into an apple tree in their myths, and then no one understood the reference. By and large, I said to Moses, Go and see your father, Pharaoh. Tell him to stop breaking the Hebrews' balls. Now, don't say it like that. Dress it up a bit. He's an overreactive type of guy. And Moses said to me, OK, but what if Pharaoh doesn't want to stop breaking the Hebrews' balls? What do I do? I replied, tell him, otherwise, and leave a big pause. Moses, duly enriched by these very clear instructions, went to see Pharaoh. As foreseen, Pharaoh said no, so Moses said, otherwise, and then the completely unforeseeable happens, and Pharaoh says, otherwise what, Moses? Well, I don't know what got into Moses. He completely dropped the original plan and went off on a total improvisation and said, otherwise God's anger will fall upon you in the form of ten disasters which will destroy Egypt. Oh, I was there, watching from above on my TV, and I said, no, no, Moses, no. I hate disasters, and then I have to bring about ten. He could have said seven, like the seven dwarves. No, ten, thank you, Moses, the lucky baby. Why not ten thousand while you're at it? This business was starting to annoy me.